what's your perfect sunday afternoon look like um sleep sleep <laughs> i don't get enough sleep uh-huh. <laughs> i don't get enough sleep but it's it's sleep um maybe leave go out somewhere with my daughter maybe for like ice cream milkshake he likes ice cream and milkshake so ice cream milkshake like just have a fun day out with her i think like sunday sunday has just been the standard family time around the world <laughs> i feel like so yeah that that's that would be my ideal sunday if i had money niko asubuhi tunaamka tunaenda mombasa we have a fun day in mombasa at the beach and then we come back in the evening oh, yeah, like, yeah that that like that 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 would be father oh, would be the best we both love the beach hey, when i get money i'm still in that one i'll be doing that too. hallelujah hey, I, i want everybody to have that life i want everyone to have that life yes <laughs> when you have a five minute break during rehearsals what do you spend the time doing um i usually probably scroll through my phone to check if i have like any missed calls any messages i need to reply to urgently or any emails i need to reply to urgently and then i think that's basically it that and then i go through social media or or like catch up with my band band members like i love those people they're like my family so like i think during that time it's a it's a combination if there's no missed call text or whatever on my phone it's more like hey how are you guys i can't miss you Everything we said to each other in the beginning you say but it now again. we're going in depth in, <laughs> <laughs> we say it again I don't know even at the end we're always like aki yenyewe nimewamiss somebody there Welcome everybody to the NBO MTI podcast this is episode 3 yo um it's the backstage series where I your host Wanchukuma Buganga take you through the lives and artistic practices of the NBOMTI participants and today we are joined by the amazing vocalist songwriter multi-instrumentalist if this was live and i've told you to guess sage karibu sana oh my gosh thank you so 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 much It's so lovely having you here. You know I was I was panicking in the beginning. I was like, I think you to ask me about the thing. <laughs> like, let Aroji do it. I I'm like, you know he's changed the script so many times. Then they're just like, no, it's just a chill thing. And I was like, ah, okay. But thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us um so you as Sage, Eric calls you up mm-hmm. and he's like, so I have this thing and I'm writing musicals. So how did that start and then how did you just sema okay so now okay I'm doing musicals um I think he called me imagine I can remember where I was when he called me I was in Westlands I was opposite Olibia that place Westlands Square and like he called me and he was like hey I'm doing this thing where guys are writing musicals and there's this guy who's a who's a, like a playwright but he doesn't have a composer would you be interested in something like that and i was like oh, of course because i remember the year before he asked me to audition for tinga tinga and i couldn't because my kid was still a bit small i felt bad like because it would need me to be away from half a minute but i told him okay but if anything else comes up you think i could i would be interested in please let me know so he now called me with with this and he was like so the guy is called Aroji uh, and what 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 have you any I'll give him your number then you ca- guys can get together and like discuss um 
his his play which like you'll turn into a musical so yeah that's how that started let me tell you aroji did not call me i met him on the day of the first day of nairobi <laughs> musical theater initiative workshop i had no idea what we were writing about tuliangaliana too like <laughs> aroji my god anyway but like we i i, I feel like we we clicked immediately like he just told me what his story was about and i was like ah oh, great i like the concept yeah let's do that lovely so um as we get into like now the concept of the show i'd like you to take us through a journey of who sage is and um it's just like a flashback <laughs> of getting us to understand why you were enticed by aroji's project wow um sage is a wild child i feel like i'm still a child chamutai sage is a singer songwriter multi instrumentalist as you had said i'm just reintroducing myself i started singing in church when i was really young with my sisters i think that's the first place my first experience like singing in front of a live audience <laughs> like i'll be singing in front of a dead uh-huh. audience anyway uh so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was around when I was when I was around five years old. I think is when I like we first went and sang in front of church, and then I started going for piano lessons when I was nine at the Nairobi Conservatoire. Then at eleven is when I wrote my first song. I remember that. And then like after that, I started like writing more often, writing, writing, writing. And then I started singing a lot. I started now sharing it with other people. I think I used to share it with my sisters, and I forced them to be like my. We, I forced them into being an a cappella group with me. Uh, so now I think in class eight was when I started like sharing the music with like my friend in school and like singing and actively like feeling like you know what I like singing. This is cool. Then I went to high school and I went to Pango for for one. And I remember like I think we I sang once at something, some CU thing or something. All of a sudden, me and another girl from another class and another girl from another class, we formed a group. I don't know what we were called, man. We used to be called randomly to go and sing for people happy birthday in their classes. We were all from ones. And then we were told, "Hey, you guys, can you sing?" And then, like, oh my lord, you know, I used to think I had an alto until I met one of them who actually had a real alto, like a real low alto. Uh-huh. The other one now had their soprano, soprano, which has ever sopranoed. So that left me like with that, that to, to melody voice. So like we would sing a lot. Hey guys, let's practice. Then we go, we practice. I have this song. You know how when you're in high school, y'all, y'all, when you form a group, it's the group, Nadiona, boys to men. Nadiona, two boys to men. Hey? So like, like we did that then i left pango i homeschooled for like a year after that i joined a school called computer girls for my third form and fourth mm-hmm. form that was where like i think my musical expression mm-hmm. i don't know i became more audacious in the way i was presenting myself as a musician because i remember singing at every like we used to, we started having our sunday services in school and i used to sing all the time and i was super dramatic about it like <laughs> we would be in the thing and then I'd just be like I have a testimony like it was all like I was insane basically I just go and I'm like I have a testimony you know when I was lonely and I need... and guess that's to get really good 
I was a lot. I was a lot. And like, I was, I'm, I'm surprised my sister was not embarrassed because she was like two years younger <laughs> than me and we were in the same school. Man, the embarrassment. Oh, wow. That's when I, I, I wrote more. I was writing more. I was expressing myself more. I would sing all the time, everywhere. Like, even, even just going to the shower, I was so loud walking the corridors, just singing, oh, I was just singing all the time, all the time. Like, if it was not me, I'd just be like, can't she just shut up? Can't she just? And then the thing is, my voice wasn't all that. That's the thing. Like, it was decent. It was not all that. But like me in my head, who was I? Who was I? I was Beyonce. And I remember, like, my sister's friend gave her a collection of, like, Destiny's Child songs. And I remember singing those songs every day. Wow, wow. that was my first encounter with Beyonce. <laughs> and I was, like, doing all the runs horribly and thinking that I was the one. Then I remember, like, after I finished high school is when I started now performing more at church. So I started performing more at church. I remember singing once with my sisters in front of church. And then some guy came up to me afterwards and he was like, everyone was like, you girl so amazing, you girl so amazing. But then there was one guy who came up to me and he was like, um, I mean, it was nice, but, uh, you know, it was not all that. <laughs> so then, like, you'd, you'd think I'd just be like, Aki and Askiabi buyer too. So like, like that, I think that would be a typical reaction from like a regular human being. But me, who was I? I was like... Can you help me improve? Can you give me vocal lessons? <laughs> I don't think he was expecting <laughs> yeah. that. He was just like, oh, okay. So like every day, like every weekday. So like at this point, I um, I've just turned 19. And I have enrolled at Kenya Polytechnic for a photography course. Which is like an evening class thing. So it was like from 5 to 7. So... Between 3 and 4, I'd go, or like 3.30 to 4.30, I'd be at church, and this guy would be giving me vocal lessons. Anyway, so it was this thing, I'd go and just improve, and he'd just give me pointers on how to project, because I think I was singing mostly in falsetto, like I was not using my chest. So like by the time I was done there, like it was... I mean, it was really nice. I really improved. I think that's where I learned how to sort of control my vocals for the first time. That was my first formal any. I mean, it wasn't formal, but like it was formal sort of because I really improved. Then um, I stopped going for those vocal lessons. I mean, more people started joining and more people because they were like, you have vocal lessons. Can I join? And I'm like, yeah, sour. All of a sudden, it was too many for me to even know if I was improving or not. And I was just like, um, ladies, thank you so much, but I'm going to have to <laughs> exit. And like during that same time, I was one, there's a recording, there's a, there's a media house, recording house, whatever, a, a <laughs> label, let's call it a label, um, that like my producer used to work at. And I remember going there. Like, I had just met him when we were doing this competition, Kwa Ibiza. Everybody went to that competition. Every A lot of musicians who are musicians now were at that. And Sanaipe was one of the judges. <laughs> I thought I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now, um, we, we go for this thing. And my sister's friend was like, ah, does your sister still do music? Does she still sing? Because my cousin, he wants to start like a 
like he wants to start signing people or what like he just wants to be like a manager or something like that so my sister introduced me to now to this her friend's cousin who took me for this ibiza thing where i met my producer dili mm-hmm. who was competing <laughs> as a rapper slash singer mm-hmm. let me tell you life cannot get any more weird So I met a bunch of like guys there. Let me tell you, there's some people who tell me like, "Hey, I'm in your competition." I'm like, I, "What? You mean like I met all of you people on that one same day, but I don't remember." <laughs> so like after that we like my producer, I think he he went to this place and he wanted to be signed as a musician and they were like, uh, "Who makes your tracks?" And uh, my and then my producer was like, I make my own tracks. Then I, they they got him, yes, but like as a producer and not a musician. <laughs> so like one day I'm like, Hi, unafanya nini? Sasa Maria kuni He's like, Ah, unajua these days I'm at this place. I'm I'm like an interim producer. Kwanza, don't need probation. So you come and say hi. I was like, Ah, great. I go, I say hi, and then we're like we're playing around in the studio, and like I, I play a random song I had just written like a couple of weeks before, like my very first piano secular song that I had written. Then he played it to his, he played it to his boss, and then his boss wanted to sign me. So what goes on is like I end up recording like a 15 track album. And then let me tell you always just make sure everything is you have agreed with everything. Also make sure you're mature enough for these situations because like I don't grow I didn't grow up in like a family that has like a music background or a music business background. There's no one I knew who knew anything who had any real advice to to give me entering that world. Like in the beginning I was like yeah having fun. You know the creative part is always the fun part. So I was enjoying it and I used to just go in and just like tour like two songs like i used to just be like ready to go writing was so easy he 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 ikafika masaya sasa kuongea sasa what is the image what is the what nikaambiwa nikasema tu that is not what i want i am a child of god i shall not be taken down this road ya kufanana kama sijui nani na kina riana na kina nani I don't want you know I, let me tell you I had very I was really opinionated then and I really had like I was really sticking to my values <laughs> like if something does not align with my values I was just already like no there was no second guessing nothing just like nah we're not in no we're not doing this huh so um like after like after I left I was just like I'm not doing this thing again this is nonsense and like initially what I wanted to do is be an orchestra conductor so I was ready to enter uni so I joined USIU and I was just like right before I joined USIU I remember going to church and asking one of the like a bassist who used to play at church I was like mato by the way if you have any like jobs or people who want BGVs let me know so he's like ah come for this hello then he called me one day he's like hello ebuku jai rehearsal iko hapo kwa it's on like peponi road so me I go I'm like okay I don't know who to expect what to expect this was in 2008 now is when I go for this thing and then I'm like okay so it's like ah kuna demo anaitwa mudhoni just like okay I go and I meet her I guess who was there Maureen and Brian from Elani <laughs> <laughs> they were doing BGVs for her <laughs> so <laughs> so And now I was the third BGVist. 
I mean, like, like when I tell you, a lot of these people in the music industry, how far and weird places we've met from the, like, if, if you hear a lot of their stories, you just hear mm-hmm. how people met in some weird situations and then now they've become other things. So, um, we were with Mudoni, she's doing the Afro fusion style music. She hasn't gotten like, to this new, new sound. After that, I remember once the keyboardist quit the band two days to a show. We were doing 14 songs at this show. Mudoni's like, Sage. I mean, she's like, by this time, I was, I was still not Sage. I was Barbara. She's like, Barbara, see, you can play the keys. I'm like, uh, yeah, but I only play classical music and um, and my own stuff. I don't, I've never played for anybody. She's like, no, 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 no. Martin can help you learn the songs. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the miracles of Jehovah. Because half the songs, you're changing instruments. You know how keyboards have like different instrument settings? You're in the middle of a song, then you change the instrument in the middle of a song. Like you're basically like a producer doing the production work there, there, as the song is continuing. For what? For 14 songs. I remember they were 14. And not only am I playing, I am also singing. Hey, God knows how. The day went so slow that day. You know how <laughs> you're, when you're nervous or when, when you're dreading a situation, it's like you're in that situation for a thousand years. It could just be one hour, but you're in that situation for a thousand years. We played and it felt like I was playing for a thousand years. I remember the sun was burning us. The stage was outside. It was just like, oh my God. And I just have all these notes. First, there's the notes for song and then like keys. Like you go from a C major chord to a this, to a this, to a this, to a this. There's that. And then on this other side is... Here is how we are changing from instrument to instrument for each song. <laughs> like, you know, just a lot of notes. I had like a, a, lot, a bunch of notes. My God, it was just mad. And then it's hot, it's sweaty. Ugh, it was just madness, madness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's when I became like her keyboardist slash BGV person. We traveled a lot with her. We went to the Netherlands. We went to Sweden. We went to Ethiopia. We did South Isabusara in Zanzibar. We went to Dar es Salaam. We traveled quite a bit. And I remember I recorded, hey, when I was, we were in the Netherlands, I recorded a song with other Dutch producers called Bronstebok. My God. It was fun time. So um, after a while, I think in 20, end of 2010, beginning 2011, or was it mid-2011, is when I decided to go solo again after all those years. I was just like, I just want to go solo now, okay, okay. Yeah, it's 2011, I was like, I want to go solo, you know, like, uh, I think, Piamimi Nataka Komoka, on my own. So we did that with her, uh, like, so, so like, uh, I left the band, and then, by this time, like during the time I was in the band is when one day I remember her coming. Let me tell you this band. We switched, switched band members and it got to a point where at the end it was just me, my producer, Dili. Maybe you see New Lise, how we've met mm-hmm. back with Dili after the time I left mm-hmm. that other place. <laughs> All of a sudden, Dili's back in my life. And like she started giving us like different names for um like she was like she wants us to get like alter ego names. So she's like Hashi's Muzoni, the drama queen. And um Dili is MD. And then me, I, I'm like something, you know, mysterious, like Sage. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me tell you, I refused that name. I was just like, no. I was like, sister, 
what name is this ulirokota wapi then i was like ah, i'll just give me a kidogo kidogo i'll go look for a better name than this this one you have given me eh how did i just settle as it's like anyway sawa wacha nikae nayo so like, that's how like she'd introduce us at gigs i don't know i'd never i'd never in my life thought of having like a like an alter ego name I probably would y'all will probably be calling me Barbara the musician which would not sell anything. I mean like there's this a, a lot goes into like a name how you name yourself as a musician. The name has to sell as well. So I could not just be hey guys um my name is Barbara like which is weird because Barbara Wangoi who's a musician as well. I mean it sells. For me I don't even know how to say my I don't know. You see even when I say Barbara Wangoi it sounds like Barbara Wangoi but when I say mine it's Barbara I don't know how to say it so nicely the way I'm saying somebody else is Barbara it's so bad. Barbara. Eh, ni mimi Barbara. Plus I think the alter ego kind of helps you morph into something else. I think so. I mean it it helps when it comes to stuff like differentiating your business life and your personal life because sometimes you do need to separate the two. Sometimes it gets tricky when you mix them together. So I guess it helps me in that way. Speaking of mixing things together, you've come from a very music background. Mm-hmm. We compare na musicals and theater, and theater has its own rules. What were the challenges when it came to composing for a musical? I feel like when you're singing, when you're singing your own music, there are no real rules. Like you're just emoting. You're just saying what you're feeling because it doesn't have to sound a particular. It just has to sound like you. just as not like a story you are telling whatever the story may be whatever direction it may go music can even just be a hanging story it can be confusing music it can be anything and after years of repeatedly writing songs it comes easier with time but like for musical theater it has to tell a story the story has to flow the story has to progress so i think that my my the I mean wow, wow wow the amount of writers block times i have had with writing the music for this thing is because sometimes you'll sing it you'll do you'll have a really nice song but hayambatani like it doesn't go like it doesn't match up so well with sort of the storyline so you have this great piece of music that doesn't fit where it's supposed to fit or that needs adjusting that needs and then that's another thing like changing lyrics constantly me i'm just one of those i do one like this i don't usually like need pick at lyrics but like it's forced me to sort of need pick and find out and see oh you have repeated this here there was no need for you to repeat this here so look for something else to say here or this or this or th- or like this is not expressing enough of the pain she's going through so you have to write something else So I think that's where I've struggled the most just the rules the rules of it has to flow it has to I mean it has to be very purposefully written So I struggled a bit but like I'm enjoying it and it's something I'm getting the hang of the more I do the more I'm getting the hang of it although mama 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 Aroji has changed it again to something else so now I have to like go read it again and like come up with like stuff to make it flow all over again and the the great thing is some even if you write a lot of music you can always place the music somewhere else that or just release it as a single now what are you going to do just release it as a single 
speaking of collaboration and uh, your collaborator Aroji collaboration essentially just comes with its challenges no matter where you are and no matter who you are um and it takes time <laughs> but now we have a pandemic so have you managed with your creative team to keep the project alive during this time it's been really it's been a lot i think the first couple of months i was adjusting me it hey me i was i was hit so hard because i'm one of those people who i generally just hate change I, it takes me a while to adjust to change i'm not a go with the flow kind of person if it was supposed to be like this it has to be like this and if it doesn't go like that i will lose my mind i am a control freak as well so like if i don't feel like i have control over what's going to happen tomorrow i freak out i shut down so i think for like the first 3 months i was i just had shut down i was just like i don't know guys i don't know if i can do this and like finally just snapping out of it um it was i mean it was nice when i found out aroji had been like really writing some more and he finally sent me like um a draft of a new thing like he took a new direction and i think it needed to take a new direction i think we had been struggling for two whole years just trying to force it in one direction the direction that wasn't working out so like he put he took it in a new direction and i think also i've been busy just with my music stuff i released my ep in july and it's just been months of concentrating on music mainly my own music and my own work but like i'm hoping we can finish everything between now and the end of december cuz i don't want to hold on to it for too long but i know every time i think about it i'm just like i just need when i when i don't have anything i'm doing so i can concentrate on it cuz it's a whole i think it's a whole different thing i mean i don't know how to concentrate on my own things which are just jumping from here to there and then coming and just i just need to sit down go through it like i'm reading a novel and then now write the ideas down and it's nice because i finally like before we had to like go to a studio to record demos and stuff but now we are more prepared we are ready i've like there are a couple of apps i've downloaded on my phone that will help me like do the demos for that and yeah also zoom meetings have been really essential just meeting up with people i remember when we were having the nairobi musical theater initiative like we had zoom calls in the beginning every like friday so that was really nice to just have hear people's discussions on both the music industry and just their lives you know it was a nice chance for us to like catch up and keep the fire burning cuz with such things if you nyamaza for too long akiuneza sahau especially like if especially if theater is not like your ma- your like your main life or like the main art you do it like for someone like me it's very easy for me to just forget that like i i i can be really forgetful so i can just how and then concentrate too much on my own things and forget that there's this other project that i'm doing that needs attention I think I need to just forcefully just make a timetable and be like between this time and this time every day I'll just have that time for that. I think it helps when you have a a proper schedule in place for what you give priority when you're like scheduling your day. So even if it's just to say every Tuesday and Thursday I will be doing the musical. I'm going to do that. Cuz it what like you you just start canceling small small things to one song 
one correction of like this flow, whatever, whatever, whatever. By the time the year is over, you have a full project. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like sometimes we burden ourselves with making like a big change when sometimes all you need is a kakoma, you know? I'm also like that. I'll be like, I need to finish this script, <laughs> you know? But... Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and then that's where I fail. <laughs> it's, I was telling someone how I make big goals. I like have big goals but like i never i never break them down into tiny doable things things that i can do every single day like a small small just small things like like just vocal practice for 10 minutes today that has been one of the places in my life that i have finally come to the accept that sis you are failing here just break down everything into small small things once a week twice a week if you can't, if you're doing it 10 minutes a day, do it every day. Like just do it small, small things. Um, and they add like up. They, they really make a difference. They add up. That's true. So apart from NBOMTI and uh, let's talk about your EP. Tell us about it. The journey and all. Whoa. So my EP is out. <laughs> uh, it's called Jungle Trap. It was out. I released it in July 31st, 2020. I remember that day because I really just wanted it out in July. And like, that was the, that was, that was the, like, that was the only date I could release it. And I was like, great. As long as it is out in July. So, um, it's, it's content that has been written between, I think, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. So there are five songs on it and there's one collabo and that it's with a, it's with an instrumentalist said Amalaki and he's a bass player, but he played the bass and he played the guitar on it. And I remember coming to the studio and my producer told me, eh, said that I asked that to play the bass on the song and he, pl- and he played me the song and I was like, wow, so I'm not singing to that chorus because it sounded so good. The bass sounded so good. I was like, there's no use for me singing on top of that. So I sort of just made a, few, a couple of harmonies just under that. And I was like, ask him if he's okay if I say it's featuring him, as opposed to just having him as a, like a, a session musician on there. It was an exciting time for me because I hadn't done collabs in such a long time. Plus, let me tell you, I had a really bad writer's block. So a lot of the music on the EP, all the music on the EP... Was stuff I was afraid to release one. Two, they were like the first sort of songs I wrote right after I was like as I was coming out of my mental block. I keep referring to that stuff as the gunk that was clogging my system is the EP. The EP was all the gunk that was clogging my system. Because sometimes when you, you haven't written for long, writing is one intimidating. Two, you don't know exactly how to express yourself so that was just me forcing myself to write to just to clean the pipes to clean the pipes please so that the water can flow again but at first i was just like oh my gosh this is the gang should i share with people what if they say oh she has changed what's that and i was just like imagine i don't care it's my gang it's me it is part of me at the end of the day so yeah, so I released it and like I am I'm still trying to do visuals for it. Let me tell you, Corona, people do not have a we do not have a budget for videos. Like you think about things like I need a video, I need a this. 
and unless your partner and partnering with someone it's really hard to like pay for stuff on your own cause where you're getting money gigs are not happening so um i think it it was also just me owning who i am because if you hear a lot of those songs it's sort of just me owning who i am and finally just accepting myself and not really caring for other people's opinions about me so yeah i think so jungle trap was like a, it was basically me owning myself like my album was titled expose yourself which was me coming out and saying this is me hi guys it's me jungle trap was more of a me owning who i am and who i had evolved into that's so beautiful and um you've just taken me into a different tangent that i love you're one of the artists who speaks very vocally about uh, mental health and self-care and i know how as an artist there's that struggle of what one people expect you are and who you they want you to be and then you fighting to become who you are which is now starting to look like a phase of just being an artist you know what can you share with us about your process of now becoming i think one of the biggest things that happened to me this year was just i i think i finally after so many years of being unsure of myself i finally accepted myself for who i was like i didn't have to be perfect in my own eyes i was just like you're not perfect and it is okay and i think another thing is what covid did, what what this covid season did was it sort of uncovered a lot of things because we started seeing people as they regularly were like we started seeing people in their regular element when they didn't have places to go and post about when they didn't have when when our lives were slowed down we sort of got to see what the actual world is like outside of all these material things outside of all the superficial stuff we sort of got to see what the world is like how people really are i th- i think we're constantly in the rat race like just we're constantly just trying to make money running to make money right we never have time to just breathe and reflect and be like what what do i actually want what am i actually living for why am i doing this and like i got to ask myself a lot of those questions especially in the f- those first three months when i was refusing i was still denying and thinking that by august to talk to me rudy back to normal i think during that that like three three months first three months it was i was just you know the sense for you have no place to go all your gigs are cancelled so there is no gig you are doing there's no rehearsal you're going for you don't have an office job where you're now working from home so like it just gave me time to really just sit and be like anyway what am i doing why am i doing and i think during that time i got more confident in my own decisions and my own choices in this life it's just gotten to a place where i can say i've my confidence in my own self has grown like i i feel like it it has been a prime time to just accept ourselves as we are the more we are online the more we are seeing that the world is not as as rosy as we had pictured it and at the same time the, nobody is perfect absolutely no one is perfect i want to bridge into the final segment of the podcast which is start with a question given the kind of music you create what song would we be surprised to learn you absolutely love oh my god i love a lot of songs I love a lot of songs. I think what people would be surprised about is how 
I really like classical music and I also like rock music a lot. Yeah, they'd also be surprised to find out that I made a rock band and we won third place at Rocktoberfest. And I made the rock band a week to the competition. <laughs> and I was the lead guitarist. And I'd never played with an effects pedal before. And I played with an effects pedal that night for the first time. And we won third place. And who are you, though? Oh, and I, saw, I sang a song with a growling voice. <laughs> yeah, that is surprising. <laughs> I mean, if you, did, if you didn't see me, there, there are a couple of people who saw me go through that journey. But like, if you didn't see me go through that journey, there's a lot of things you would be surprised to find out, especially about my music life. Oh, yeah. And I was in a jazz band as a guitarist as well. Get, okay. I see the jazz band. I just don't see you as the guitarist. I was in a country rock band as the keyboardist and, the, and a singer as well. I've just done very many weird things in this life. I, as I told you, me, I like to enjoy everything. That sounds like such an amazing experience. Alas, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Sage. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, man. I wish we could talk for longer. But uh, next time, next time too. I shall definitely take you up on that, yeah? <laughs> next time, yeah? <laughs> Thank you so much, Sage. Thank you for sharing your lovely journey with us. You're such a versatile human being. Thank you. I'm so glad I've learned so much about you. And I can't wait to see what's in store in your future. So thank you so much. And for our listeners, thank you so much. For anyone who's joined us for the first time, Karibu Tena. This has been the NBOMTI podcast backstage series and I've been your host Wanjiko Mabuganga and today it's been real, it's been fantastic, it's been sage. So till next time, love and light, good vibes.